0: Here comes Milwaukee, Forbes, another three. Oh, no! (laughs) (laughs) This is the Random Scrub Heat Podcast. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Random Scrub Heat Podcast. I'm joined by a couple of the guys from the basement, Aunt Harry, George. We're here under interesting circumstances, to say the least. Our last episode was us previewing how we thought this first little homestand would go. Pretty much all of us said two and two at worst, right? Three and one, four and I, I said four and zero, oh, and I was dead wrong on that. This team is not looking good. This is one of the worst starts under Coach Spolstra. First time they started zero and two, they won one game against the Raptors. After that, in that interesting game where Caleb Martin body slammed that guy on the floor, brought back a little bit of Heat culture. Let's just get right into it. I wanted to start off this episode with a little bit of event session because everybody's got that one player they're thinking about right now or front office member, whoever it may be, after a frustrating heat start. And I'm going to start with you. Who are you most pissed off at right now to start the heat season?
1: I'm so honored that on the debut of my pod for the great Random Scrub Heat podcast, y'all been chilling it, by the way, glad to be a part of it, I'm glad that I get to go on what everybody's thinking is on a Kyle Lowry rant, just to spew how absolutely God-awful, pitiful, whatever synonym of that you want to use, He has been terrible, okay? Now, I'm glad I actually got to talk about Lowry because I seem to be the only person in the offseason that had nice things to say about Kyle Lowry. The consensus on him was pretty much the same. He's an old point guard. He's fat. He's overweight. Most people believed he wouldn't get in better shape, and sure enough, he didn't. But I said he still provides some value to this team as a facilitator. I think every championship team needs a guy that's a facilitator and a pass-first point guard or a, at least the guy that can do it. That's part of the reason Celtics brought in Malcolm Brogdon because they were really missing that at the point guard position with Marcus Smart. So I said, Lowry's still got that dog in him. He still can play. Well, I thought he could play a little bit of defense when the time matters because he has that dog in him. He could shoot a little bit and he's a facilitator. So I said, he's not ass. He's not a complete scrub. Four games into this season, I am 100% ready to say that I was absolutely wrong. Now, I'm not a guy who typically overreacts, and I understand it's four games. But because the man is 37 years old, that is not the type of player that's going to get any better. The reason I thought that he might is just because he said he was going to get in shape. So I figure maybe he can go on the same diet that Chris Paul did. We saw him get a lot better once he went to Phoenix. I thought we'd see something similar. And I thought he'd have a decent regular season. He'd be able to get some rest because of Gabe Vincent would take another step. And I thought he'd have a good postseason. But nope. He is the exact same trash that he was in the playoffs. And at 37 years old, there's no way that he's going to get any better. And we're going to get a little bit into, you know, moves uh, later in this podcast. But just as far as Larry, you cannot win a championship with a guy making that much money, taking that big a chunk of your salary cap, who is terrible. And that doesn't even mention Duncan Robinson, who is also taking a lot of the money, who's barely in the rotation, but I'm not going to get into him because somebody else might. You can't win a championship with Kyle Lowry making that much money being as bad as he is. If I was Spolster, I would immediately start Gabe Vincent and cap Lowry at 20 minutes a night because I think that's all that he's good for nowadays.
0: I don't hate that shout at all, Ant. I mean, Gabe Vincent has been, you know, providing some very good defensive minutes uh, even though, you know, he got unfortunately matched up against Siakam at the end of that game. He That's just a tough matchup for him with the height difference. But, George, I'm going to throw this to you now. And talked about Larry. I have a feeling about who you're going to talk about. And it's crazy because neither of these two, it's not Duncan Robinson, who everyone was talking about at the beginning of the year, but somehow isn't even on top four players I'm most pissed off at right now. Uh, shout out Duncan Robinson for moving down that list, I guess. But George, I'm going to throw it to you. Who are you most put, pissed off at right now on the Heat after the slow start?
2: All I know is I feel 40 after these first four games, and I don't know how this is going to end after an 83-game season. I, I, <clears throat> and quite confident in who I'm going to talk about as a main factor but definitely not the only factor or the most important one that that the reason why we're losing but the performance of Dwayne Deadman off the bench has just been absolutely abysmal it's it's not even funny at this point how much he has regressed to his pre-all-star form all-star break form last year to now has been an utter disaster i'm talking his shot, shot selection has just been poor in in every facet. I've seen him take Dirk Nowitzki fadeaways. I've seen him pull up from three and throw it off the backboard. Uh, I, I I've seen a passes. I've seen I I've seen rebounds gone wrong. I've seen tips out out. I've seen it all. I've seen it all at this point. the The guy can't rebound. He can't shoot. He doesn't know how to move. His defensive rotation has been disgusting. There's moments of a game where he's sitting there on the hip of the center, will run completely away from him to flush up to, to, you know, somebody on the perimeter, leaving us completely bare exposed. And he will do this time after time after time in a game. I understand if you make a mistake defensively. I understand if you make two mistakes in back-to-back to possessions. But if you try and rectify that, uh, you know, as soon as you go in timeout, there should be someone talking to him. Saying, "What are you doing? Seriously, this is what you need to do." The, this this coaching panel has no idea what they're doing with him, and he doesn't know why why he's out there either. In my opinion, he looks like a lost puppy in the middle of a big, big you know city. He just doesn't know what he's doing. I feel like he's too out of his depth. I feel like he's way past his expiration date. I feel like he needs to take a take a long run on the bench. And for some reason, I'm giving. I I'm 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 telling you right now, I would rather have Yet Seven on this team playing those minutes and I uh, and that guy moves like a rook. Man, he is a chess piece. He looks like a foosball player out there. And and it's like Bambi discovering legs for the first time, but I would still rather have him, which is which is saying something.
0: George, I know I know that was hard for you to say talk, talking about giving Omar in minutes, but that is how bad it has been for Dwayne Dedman. It is Said on the stream last night, this man is the analytical antichrist. The plus minuses are off the charts. There will be studies done on how bad this plus minus is given just the short stint that he gets. It's, it's absolutely insane. I'm going to take a different route. I'm not going to say – I'm not necessarily going to blame the players because to me this was predictable with the roster that you had. And I thought they would start off strong and go 4-0. I didn't think this team would be as good as it was last year. Even I did not anticipate it was going to be this bad to start the year. I can't give it all on Pat Riley. I'm gonna just get a you know kind of label front office in general because at, at this point I don't know how much like power Pat has anymore because this just doesn't seem like the Pat Riley I know. Like this, I miss the days when we did not rely on undrafted players and dudes from Seton Hall to lock up perennial all-stars on the top teams in the Eastern Conference at the end of games. I love Gabe Vincent. I love Max Strus. Awesome stories. I'm very proud of the Heat organization that they can find these guys, but him having closing minutes like this and relying on them, like Max Strus was the starting four yesterday is, is absolutely ridiculous. So I'm going to go at the front office move should have been made. And I'm not just talking about Donovan Mitchell, Kevin Durant, the moves that every Heat fan wanted to see. I'm talking about guys like Miles Turner. Why wasn't Christian Wood pursued? Guys like this, Malcolm Brogdon was just just went to the South. It's not saying you got to go after Malcolm Brogdon, but just moves could have been made to at least tweak this roster instead of running it back. You lost P.J. Tucker. You you went with internal development. You decided, okay, Struce, Highsmith, uh, maybe Caleb Martin, one of these guys will figure it out. And throughout the first part of the season at home, when role players are supposed to be performing their best, none of them been able to figure it out. Caleb's shown some nice moments. He's had some bad moments as well. But again, what do you expect? He was never supposed to be – necessarily a starter in the NBA, let alone a starting four on an Eastern Conference contender. So I gotta put more blame on the front office right now. This was predictable. And um it's really crazy to me, and I know maybe Harry you'll get into this too, uh, how this team looks like they have no chemistry together. I I don't understand offensively how it looks like Lowry and Jimmy Butler have never played basketball together. It still looks like Bam and Butler are in a year one of a partnership. Like this This is crazy to me. This should be one of the best ball-moving teams in the NBA, in my opinion. should be one of the best passing teams in the NBA, in my opinion. And obviously, Lowry's got a big factor to play with that. Like you were talking about, Ant, this man just is not playing the position of point guard well, let alone shooting, offensive game, all that stuff. He's not playing the position of point guard well, setting up this offense, not moving him in the offseason, pulling the plug on that early. i got to put the blame on the front office, Pat Riley, however you want to say it. This roster construction is absolutely terrible. Running it back was not the play. Harry, I'm going to throw it to you. Whether you want to talk about a coach, player, front office, give you your vet sesh. What are you most pissed off about so far to start the year?
3: I don't know. I don't, I, you guys took a lot of the guys that I'm most pissed off about, so I'll take my my fourth on the list down here. And I think I just got to throw a little shade Coach Spo's way. Uh, we talked about Deadman. He, I've never seen um, a guy come off the bench and the defense just absolutely fall apart. And people will tell you, oh, what's Spose supposed to do? Like yesterday's game, Caleb was Caleb was suspended. Um, Yurt's hurt. You know, uh, Jovich was suspended as well for leaving the bench. I guess he didn't he didn't understand the rules yet. From uh, you know, from, he's new to America, new, <laughs> new to the NBA. He didn't get the rules. But um, Spose just not doing a great job. Uh, Deadman should not be playing at all. And I know Alex just touched on it. The front office hasn't done done great by him. You know, we have twelve players healthy right now. Because unfortunately, um, you know Ud is on the roster and he doesn't really play, and we have a miss. We have we have a missing roster spot that we're not using. But um, Spo needs to be better. Um, he can't be playing this guy anymore. That should be the end of him. One and three at home should be the end of Deadman. We should not see any minutes on this road trip. I don't care who's healthy or not. Um, play a play a um, play a Kane. Play somebody else. They cannot be worse. So. That's my one issue with Spo. The other thing yesterday, and people are going to talk about it, is that he couldn't get Jimmy Butler in the game in the fourth quarter. He first brought him to the bottom be- over to the table late, and then couldn't find a way to get him to the game. If you want to save your timeouts and that's your strategy, and you need to, um, as the game's close and you need them, have someone commit a foul. You got a bunch of guys out there. Find the guy who has the least amount of fouls. Take a foul. Get Jimmy in the game. That's simple basketball stuff. Can't let guys sit at the table for three minutes. He's your best player, your best defender. Uh, band's best defender, but he's your best wing defender, and it just can't happen. And there's mistakes that he shouldn't be making. We all know Spo's really good, so I'm not. I don't want to not say anything crazy, but they just need to be better. And I I don't know what to do anymore. I just feel like we're in a we're in a bad spot with this team. We kind of thought it might, you know, we thought it could be possible. Um, the one thing they really have is continuity. That's what everyone told you. Oh, the Heat like their team. They're bringing everybody back. You know, They're one shot away. Um, they don't look like they want to play with each other anymore. And so that's also – I suppose you got to figure it out. Um, and the problem is you look at the schedule. We, we talked about the seven games and 11 nights for an older team. Um, they're heading on this road trip now. I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. Uh, I kind of threw out like two and six. We'll see what happens, but um, a little disappointed in Spo and what's going on right now. He needs to be better. And if a guy is playing as bad as Deadman is, he just can't play. And you, as a coach with a vet, you got to be able to sit down and say, "Listen, we love you, man. We appreciate everything you've done for this team. We're happy to have you back. Um, it's just not working out for us right now. And uh, stay ready if we need you. But for right now, we don't need any part of you."
0: I'm with you on that, Harry, especially with some of the younger guys like Kane. I'm very surprised he didn't get a go at all. Um, I liked what we saw from him. And Highsmith did get some opportunity, but he didn't look all that great in particular. The other thing that people bring up with Deadman is his contract situation, obviously. Um, people say, oh, that's this is a January contract. It needs to be a December contract. Whenever that thing can be moved, that contract, you, you got to make a move. You got to improve. Because this is this is not working and I, I, I appreciate that you fact that you brought up Spo because I think it's hard to criticize Spo because he is one of the best, if not the best coaches in the NBA, and I give more blame to the front office, but Jimmy Butler standing at the table like that is, is ridiculous. And then when Jimmy came in the game, he, I don't think he took a shot to what? 40 seconds left in the game, something like that. Um, he was letting Tyler Hero try to try to do it. And speaking about Tyler Hero, we didn't really talk about him. I want to give everybody's quick thoughts on him because he's been an interesting topic of discussion. He's definitely had some improvements. Um, and then if you guys also want to talk about just any internal improvements that you would personally make, and I'm going to throw it to you. Either talk about Tyler Hero or just some of the things that you would tweak to try to make this team better. Some, you, you suggested putting out Gabe Vincent. If you want to go in more on that, um, I'm going to talk about Tyler Hero. But go ahead. Yeah, well, you also brought up a
1: great point about the front office. I kind of like the routes you took. Uh, but on the last point as well, that kind of relates to the whole Lowry thing too because look at what they traded Lowry for. They traded Goran and Precious. Goron already had a great game against us this year, going four or five from three. And look at Precious. First game, he had 18 and 11. Last game, 10 and 18. These are guys that we traded, uh, who, who have played really well against us this year, to get a bum, an absolute bum. That's another mistake that the Heat made. And all these moves are just compounding. You can even argue drafting Precious in the first place. Imagine if you would have got Tyrese or Bain and never traded them for this bum, Larry, how much of a championship contender this, com- this team could be with one of those guys. So unfortunately, it's these mistakes that just keep compounding that's really wasting away Jimmy's prime. So that being said, I don't think the, there's room for internal improvement on this team. I, I don't see it because I thought in the off season, I was one of those guys that didn't hate running it back. I said, two of your three best players are under 25 years old, as George is flicking me off here, because me and him got into many arguments in the offseason about it. He he hated running back, and I said, look, George. I said, you got Bam Adebayo, who's shown that he has all the tools athletically. He has the handle. The jump shot looks beautiful. I said, you have Tyler Hero, who's 22 years old and has already done more things in this league than a lot of players with similar style uh, game styles as him. I said, even though you lost P.J. Tucker, if these guys take the next step you, next step you expect, they have a chance to be right back in the Eastern Conference Finals next year. And after four games, I'm ready to say I was wrong because Bam Adebayo has not shown us that he he's made very marginal improvement over the last three years. You can argue he's the same exact player. We saw a little bit more of the mid-range jump shot last year, but that's, that's not too different from the year before. The aggressiveness hasn't gotten any better. The versatility in the offensive game hasn't gotten any better. The confidence hasn't gotten any better. And Tyler Hero... Yeah, he's played well so far, but last year he wasn't struggling in the second half like he was now. We used to have Tyler time. Every fourth quarter, he was the guy you could go to to get a big bucket. Now this year he's four for four in terrible second halves, not to mention he almost single-handedly, or he they did blow that, that game versus Toronto and it was almost single-handedly because of him. He had at least four turnovers in that fourth quarter. That is not an issue that we had with Tyler Hero last year. So you can make an argument he's been worse. Now, I still believe that Tyler Hero is going to make the all-star team this year just because I think they mostly look at numbers and I think he'll continue to put up good numbers just because this team needs him to score. We've seen how awful they are when Tyler Hero is not on the court because they have no one that can score, particularly in the half-court offense. So if the question is, do I think they have enough internal improvement to go anywhere? The answer is no. I thought they did, but through four games, I was proven wrong. They got to make a move now, whatever it is. Even if I, even if it's a trade, I know a lot of people say, oh, make a trade, do a trade now. People don't realize a trade is two-sided. You can't just go make a move because the other team has to agree to. Who the hell is going to want Kyle Lowry? Who's going to want Duncan Robinson? These are negative assets. If they're not playing or playing well for you, no one else is going to want them. So if you can't make a move via trade, you got to do something in the starting lineup. I love what Harry said about benching Deadmond but Spolster would never do it. He gives these guys too much confidence until it's too late. He's not going to bench Kyle Lowry because that's Jimmy's boy and they're paying him all this money. Now, Spoelstra won't necessarily play a guy because of contract. We've seen him bench Dunger Robinson. We've seen him bench Tyler Johnson in the past. But he's not going to bench these vets to go ahead and give young guys like Jamal Kane and Nikola Jovic a chance just because it couldn't be worse. He doesn't think like that, and he won't think like that until it's too late. So unless they do make a move, I don't see any uh,
0: positive or upgrades coming in the near future. I like how you brought up a couple of different things. First, Precious. I mean, they were hoping he could be a four next to Bam one day, and he's really looking like that player now. And it wasn't – you wouldn't even have to wait that long. Like that – if you would have told me that we lost the Precious Achua, Kyle Lowry trade, I would have called you freaking crazy. But this this looks like a complete L on the Heat's part. George, I'm going to throw it to you. Is there something internally that the Heat can tweak, you think? Give somebody more minutes. Insert a guy like Yovitch or Kane. Maybe reduce Lowry's minutes change the offense up, what would you do internally to try to get this team back on track, George? Is there anything to do as well?
2: I should bring up a couple points that Anthony made before. Thank you, Anthony, for apologizing. It's the first step to repent. You've done a good job um, because we have, we've had several arguments about the same topic. The team just did not have enough walking into the offseason and walked out of the offseason with an empty cart and was the worst decision. I, I And I will stand by my answer. To the day I die, will be the same. The um, quickly on the whole Tyler Hero front, I feel I'm gonna bring up a quote from my from my late grandpa. Now he says, "You can't you can't grow anything on cracked soil." And when Tyler Hero is trying to make these developments in his game and he's trying to be, you know be a better player and and improve in so many different facets, when the team itself is not working, you cannot hope to capitalize on that, to make improvements. Defensively, he looks a little bit better this year, and I'll give him that. He's not the worst. He's just not the worst player on our team. He's not the reason we're losing at, at, at the pace we're losing at now. I feel like there's just so much going on around him that he can't really make those adjustments. But the fourth quarter are a damning. absolute. Like yesterday, we saw it on full display. It looks like an ant under a magnifying glass in the middle of summer. It just looked terrible. Um, those insane circus passes that were just ending up like it's felt like he, someone may have yelled something on him in the crowd because he was trying to knock someone out for sure. I, I d I don't know. But in terms of internal, in terms of what we can do now to make our team better, it's really the fact of we this team personnel wise does not have enough to really make a three sixty turn into into winning basketball um at the rate we were winning last year. I feel like playing the young guys might just have to be the plan. Because, like like Harry has said before, we really, you know, we can't get worse than this. One and of, one of three is the worst way to start. Not the worst way. Zero and four would be the worst way. But it, it, in terms of a, a team that was the one seed, it's just it's just not good enough. So benching Denman has to be the first priority. That's that's I've said it before. I'll say it again. He is the worst backup center in the NBA on a contract that is only meant to. You know, just the cushion to, to make a deal happen. I, I, I don't know. But this team has major problems in, in terms of making the right moves to fixing it. I don't know if there's anything we can do within the organization now to make it better. We still have a fair few injury concerns. Victor Victor Depot is looking worse and worse by the day, apparently. That, um, you know, I, I don't see him coming back anytime soon. They say he's going to miss the whole whole road trip now. I, I don't see him playing until the All Star break. At this point, we know uh, Victor Aldi, but We know his um, injury history. It's not good, and and this won't change the fact. Yet seven. I don't know how bad he was injured, but to be kept out of the first four games, um, under you know how bad Denver was playing. Obviously, it's bad enough to keep him uh, keep him sidelined. So I don't know when he's returned. He's a uh, he's scheduled to return, but I don't see a way where this team can efficiently beat better teams where well, we've got Golden State coming up co- uh, twice now, how would we hope to to counter that? Our defense is looking abysmal. Offense is, is mediocre at best. At best. And when Bam leaves the floor, this team honestly looks lottery. That's it. It screams the word lottery because when he goes out, we crumble in every facet. We crumble.
0: You're right. I mean, the plus minus numbers speak for themselves and they can probably carry Bam's Defensive Player of the Year agenda or narrative all the way to the finish line. Because this team, like you said, George, looks worse than a lottery team. Looks like a top 10 pick team when he's not playing on the floor. Harry, I'll let you go before me. Is there something internally that the Heat can do before? Obviously, we want them to make a move. That's probably close to the deadline. But now how do they get this back on track now? Is there a move that can be had or is this is this just looking bleak?
3: I, I don't really know, man. Um, obviously, uh, you know, we're old and, um, we are small. We're kind of everything that you don't want for a basketball team. So, you know, my, my quick moves would be again, like I told you, Deadman never sees the court again. Uh, if, and if he has a problem with it, I'd, t- I'd say, sir, you can get the hell out of here and we'll trade you in January. Um, Jovic should be playing. He looked very good in the preseason. Let him get his warts out now. And if we're losing anyway, who cares? What's the big deal? Like if we're going to lose the games anyway, let the young guy play. See what he can do. He can shoot. He can pass. He's kind of exactly what we need. Um, yep. You know, whether whether he has some issues, that's the whole point of being a rookie. You learn. You play, and you get better. And if it's not your night, you go. You shoot three of 13 one night, who the hell cares? Because the other guy's doing worse. So, yeah, he needs to be in the rotation. There should be no question. And uh, I'm going to be annoyed if we're waiting months to see him, especially after um, what's going on. In terms of um, other guys on the roster, you know, people on Twitter tell us we need to apologize to Kyle Lowry for one and a half good games. Come on, man. Like, that's the problem with this Heat team and Heat fans. Like, we don't have to apologize. We need consistency. And these guys are just not playing well night to night. And, And I made this point earlier. The margin of error is so small with this team. They depend so much on guys playing so much so well above um, their levels that when they have an off night, when Max Drew shoots zero for eight from three, you're screwed. You're screwed. Um, and they don't have other guys that can, you know, not this year has been a weird combination of them like not taking enough threes, and obviously they can't get to the paint when they bench ban. They're the worst defense in basketball. When they bench Jimmy, through the worst offense in basketball through four games these are small sample sizes but they're not good trends and i'm not seeing who is available on the roster you know they were obviously depending on depot a lot and we have no idea if he's coming back what we're going to get when he does come back and how long he's going to stay i was kind of my feeling was he played two preseason games and now he's out for at least seven games i mean that's scary to me i it's, it, i think it's much worse than they've indicated and I don't really see a lot of answers on the roster, and I know we'll talk about it next, but I don't I don't know how long they have to wait to make other moves outside of it either. So we're just kind of in a bad spot. I don't mean to be like Mr. Negative. I know everyone thinks I'm very negative, which is fine. I don't mind. Um, I just think that they've kind of handicapped themselves, and they didn't need to. And so we're sitting here like, we don't have a lot of moves to be made and if the coach isn't willing to play the young guys who probably have some potential and could be better then we're just going to keep losing games i mean we're not i have no faith and um you know i'd lo- i want to be wrong i'd love to be wrong i just i don't see it right now
0: i'm with you harry this is looking very tough the one thing i was going to say that they can maybe do is this sounds i don't want to phrase this as lean into the core more offensively but the core as jimmy tyler and bam In the fourth quarter especially, I don't want Max Struis taking as many shots or more shots than Jimmy Butler, Lowry, Bam, or Hero. Maybe Lowry, if Struce is having a good night. But Hero, Bam, and Jimmy Butler need to be leading your team in shots every single fourth quarter. It just has to happen. I like Dave Vincent a lot, fantastic player, but him isoing and getting all these layups at the end of games that just aren't working out is killing me. Max Struis at the end of the shot clock taking these deep-ass threes and they're not going in, it's killing me. Like – I know Hero had a disastrous fourth quarter, 100%, and that's something that he's got to fix. But again, he's only he's only 22. So it's it's hard for me to gun on him as well because he's one of the few players that I've seen improve in at least some facets of his game this year. He is way better at the rim now than he was last year, and he was actually pretty solid around the rim last year. Now for him, it's just it's putting it all together, especially in the fourth quarter. I'm getting... I like him doing like his little 10 to 15 point quarter, quarter and a half that he's had in the first half. It's obviously entertaining and he has some great plays during it, but you can't, it doesn't matter. I think Harry, you said this on stream. When you score is just as matter, just matters as much as how you score. Like it's, it's important. Like you can't just empty the tank in the second quarter, get your 20 points or 15, 20 points for the game. And then, you know, be like, okay, in the fourth quarter, somebody else has to do it. Um, I think somebody was saying on stream yesterday, Jimmy Butler, I know you want to wait until the playoffs to turn it on and and be the guy. And I know you will. I I have 100% confidence and faith in that, but he's going to have to do that. Some of these regular season games with the way that the offense is looking and he can, he can pass it off. Like he did in the fourth quarter. He was letting Tyler do his thing for a long time. He'll let Lowry do his thing. He'll let Bam do his thing. But eventually if it's not those guys as nights, you got to make sure this team isn't in the play-in If you want to win a championship, like it's, it's, it's concerning to me to say the least Harry, I know you got your hand up. So go ahead.
3: Yeah, and so when you were saying that, I was just – I'm getting such like 2013, 2014 vibes where they were just like – they had done all they could. And obviously that team was amazing and won championships, but they were old and they were tired and they had the Mike Miller issue where, you know, obviously Mickey got rid of him to save a few bucks. And I just think they were kind of done with each other. You know, Wade had – Wade missed most of that season with they were managing his minutes and, um, you know, LeBron did all he could in the, in the playoffs, but it just wasn't enough against that juggernaut of a spurs team when we matched up i feel like we're there again with just a lot less talent like this is the fourth year of the build they've never done much to build around jimmy or bam or maximize their potential um you know they 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 brought in lowry thinking he was a missing piece he's not and everyone just seems tired of each other i mean i hope i'm wrong and they they figure it out and they get mad and they take it out on the opponent but they just each other like they were all expecting a move this summer and nothing happened and now they're all lying to each other because they're married and they have to, you know, sometimes you're, you're, in a tough, you're in a tough, I hope my wife's not listening, but you're in a tough spot, Um, you know, and there's not a lot to get out of it. That's, what, that's just what, when you're saying that, that's what I thought of.
0: I think that's a perfect analogy. These dudes look like the end of like an era. We see at the end of the Golden State era, Durant is clearly fed up with Draymond. You talked about 2013, that squad looking like they're ready to move on. This is the NBA. You don't usually have the same core group of guys for eight, nine, 10 plus years, except with the exception of what Golden State has built for the most part. Like this, this is bound to happen. I think a lot of them really did expect to to sort of make a move or something like that. Or maybe they were expecting more from a guy like Kyle Lowry. I don't know if Tyler Hero expected to be here at the season. Duncan Robinson, same thing. And now it just feels like they're all playing individual games. Like it all feels like Tyler Hero is out there to show that he belongs in that conversation. That's the way he plays to me. Kyle Lowry just plays bad. And Jimmy Butler plays like a guy waiting to get to the playoffs. And Bam looks like a guy who wants to get his other guys involved and really just does not want to attack the rim ever sometimes. Like, I don't – I don't know. They don't feel like a team anymore. This team's whole identity was like dogs in the kennel. We're going to grind you out. We're going to play together. We're going to be first guys diving on the floor. They're getting out-hustled. Like, they're just – look at the rebound battle. Like, the Heat are small 100%, but, like, Tyler Hero getting 15 rebounds. Bam needs to get – more rebounds and things like that is like, it's just, it's tough. This team does not feel like a team. And I think that's where PJ Tucker is missed more than anything. I saw an interesting quote. Doc Rivers was talking about what PJ Tucker said in the Philadelphia locker room. They've had a tough start to the season too. He said that the NBA isn't going to give you any game. You got to work for each and every game. I wonder if the Heat are missing that message right now. They seem like a team that is acting like they're better than a lot of these teams and believe that they're a lot of better than these teams. And they're playing way worse um let's move on now to something that the heat could maybe do in the future i think we all agree that a move needs to be made but i want to start with you Ant. how soon is too soon to make a move do you do it as soon as these contract exceptions can actually be moved at some point in december are you looking for a bigger move smaller move how soon is it to, to make a move and if you were going to make one maybe throw out an idea if you got? one?
1: 100 right now is the time they need to do it this is not year one if this was year one or two alex I would, have, I would have been the guy saying, everybody relax, let them get their feet under them, let them get used to playing with each other. It's only been four games. But in year four, you just can't say that anymore. That's, that's where my concern comes from. That's why I don't think a lot, some people might say, oh, why is these guys overreacting? It's year four. That to me is not an overreaction, especially when the biggest concern, especially with regards to the salary cap, is Kyle Lowry, who I already said is 37 years old and not going to get any better. So They're not going to do it. They're going to wait until it's too late to make a move, which I think is the unfortunate reality. They're going to keep giving these vets a chance. They're going to keep trying things that aren't working. It's not going to work. Then they're going to be in a terrible hole, and then they'll try to swing for the fences. Come playoff time or come trade deadline, and it's going to be too late. There's a few names out there. I think we all agree that Caleb Martin is not a long-term starting four. You can't win games like that. I think four games in, we're all ready to say that experiment was a failure. As good a player as Caleb Martin is, he'll be better in a bench role. He's not a starting power forward. Some of the names we heard out there is the Jake is Jay Crowder. We've heard uh, P.J. Washington out there. Uh, it doesn't look like here. okay, no, Jay Crowder is an expiring deal. That's uh, one thing I wanted to check because the most important thing to me at this point is I want to try to get expiring deals because I want to get off Lowry if you can, and I want to get off Duncan Robinson if you can. That is part of the reason why, and I seem to be in the minority here, so I want to hear kind of what you guys think when you uh, when you get to speak on this topic, but the Russell Westbrook trade idea. I ran the numbers, Lowry and Duncan for Russell Westbrook. The salaries match up. You're essentially trading two negative assets for one negative asset. That's kind of how these deals get done. That's why we saw John Wall and Westbrook get tra- uh, traded. That's why we saw Chris Paul get traded to OKC before he kind of re- uh, revitalized himself there. Uh, I like the idea of the trade. Because like Harry said, I don't think it could get any worse. And even if it stays okay and they're able to stay average, we've seen what this team is. It's year four. We know what their ceiling is. And it's not a championship team. It's not. So I want to try something different. And guess what? If Russell Westbrook doesn't work out, then you go into the offseason, get him off the books, and try to get anybody else that you can because you still got a couple years left to prime Jimmy, and I don't want to waste it. That's not me saying I think Westbrook's going to work because, yes, he's one of the worst spacers in the NBA. He's a terrible uh, IQ and shot selection. But Lowry's been doing the same thing. Every time these these games get close, Lowry's good for a a 30-foot bomb or an awful fadeaway. Westbrook's going to do the same thing, so what's the difference? At least get the guy who's a little younger, a little more athletic, and can still facilitate, I suppose. Uh, But really, at the end of the day, it's about getting the expiring contract. And more importantly, it's about trying something different. No reason to go into year four. You see it's not working. Why Why not? Uh, we, we've all been saying this is avoidable. So let's avoid it. Let's do it now. I don't think they will, but that's where I stand.
0: And I'm kind of with you on the Russ thing because of the cap space more than anything that you can free up at the end of the year. And I'm just so fed up with Kyle Lowry. But I'm also low-key intrigued with an idea. I'm not saying – I don't know if Russ would necessarily come off the bench, but running – a bench unit with shooters just around russell westbrook if you pair him with streus if you put hero out there if you put nikola jovich out there and really open up the paint i'm intrigued against an, an opposing team's bench unit what russell westbrook could do i am more interested in that than I, I have other trades that i'm more interested in sorry i misspoke there but i would not be opposed to that trade at all uh george i'll throw it to you your thoughts on a potential westbrook swap um, For Kyle Lowry or any other names that you got out there, and I think we're all on the same page here that they should make a move sooner rather than later.
2: Yeah, I think it needs to be clearly distinguished at the start from here. I am not uh, I'm not a believer in, in Westbrook in the same sense of, like, he will fix his team, he'll fix his team. But is he a better option than Kyle Lowry? If Kyle Lowry continues on this trend, uh, this trend for, for a longer period of time, absolutely i am because i feel like any sort of personnel change at this point especially something as significant as your as your point guard has to just have better effects than 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 throwing larry out there i'm i'm more intrigued about the fact that his deal expires at the end of the year and then we get off that money instantly i i don't feel like larry would demand any sort of trade value um in terms of, of future assets um i i don't look I I'm conflicted at the same time because I at the, at the same time it's only been four games I, I don't like what I've seen I don't feel like it's gonna get better but to make a drastic move like that um maybe it is what the team needs maybe it isn't I'm not too sure I'm not um you know I don't have'm not a fortune teller but I would look at the possibility of that deal going through unless Larry decides to turn it around or wants to actually you know facilitate at a better level because he he makes the wrong decision way too often, and for someone with the most crucial job in the team, um, on 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 most given nights, which is your your point guard, your facilitator, the guy's supposed to put you know the ball on the floor and and, and facilitate offense at a high level, he's just not doing that. Lowry's having uh, Westbrook's having his own struggles playing in a system that's just not meant for he, for players of his caliber of 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 his of his skill set. LeBron does not LeBron team does not have to be difficult I've been told you know we've been told as we've seen it you, you just need to put shooters around him you really do and, and Russell Westbrook is not a shooter and not like that but if Spolstra had somebody like Westbrook I feel like he could do something um, you know we had the opportunity to get him three years ago uh, but you know that never came to fruition for any what a given reason I feel like the deal was actually really really close but it just never ended up going through um, I'm just holding out for someone to have just, I, I don't know, just, just have the goal in this team to really call it out for what it is. And it's not hating. And the the day, I'm going to make a quick, a quick distinction. It's not hating. I don't hate my team. I've been following since I was nine years old. I'm 25 now. I, I, I love this team with every fiber of my being, but at the same time, I don't like to see us in a position where, you know, people, I, I have to watch people say, you know, give it time, give it time. It's the exact same roster as last year. Yes, I get it. Different roles, different some some different players are taking different roles. But I'm I'm not willing to sit here and say um, and put aside what I believe is like it, it, it's just bad practice, and that's what it is. It is bad practice from this team to to play dead men at all. It's bad practice to to you know put all your faith in a guy like Victor Oladipo when he's obviously not healthy. This is, and by the way, if you haven't realised, it's not the, the leg that's injured now is not the leg that was injured two years ago. This is the other leg. So I'm 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 sitting here going, the, how do you not know this? How do you put all your faith in the six man, but not uh, uh, but not realise that he's not physically capable capable of performing on any given night? So I'm. I'm I'm disappointed in what I've seen so far. I knew this team needed a a revamp, needed some new moves, some new blood in it, but we didn't get that, and we can see the the consequence now.
0: Yeah. um, Going back to the Westbrook thing, what really intrigues me about it as well is he'll play hard. And I know that's what everybody says about Russell Westbrook, but I've seen small glimpses of Russell Westbrook this season play excellent defense. Kyle Lowry has not played good defense this year. So that's another thing that kind of intrigues me at least a little bit, but I understand that Russell Westbrook has been considered a a black hole by many standards. Harry, I want to throw out a couple other names and I want your opinions on them. And then if you want to throw in some uh, names of your own as well, is Kyrie Irving available? Can we call? Can we make that happen? Would Brooklyn ever consider Kyle Lowry? Do they want Kyrie out that bad? Again, you're talking about the salary cap space that would open up. You're talking about a guy who can get his own shot. I think he fits better than Kyle Lowry does on this current roster right now. And I think he'd actually be able to get Bam and some of these other guys, the ball a little bit better. Obviously he's a defensive liability, but so is Lowry right now. We can talk about names like Kyle Kuzma, PJ Washington, Miles Turner, sort of the same names we've heard of the power forward position, but I also wanted to add Lowry in there. So we've got all those names there, Harry, but I want to throw it to you. Um, Do you think any of those names are a possibility? Would you make a move for any of those guys? Or do you have some names that you want to throw out there as well?
3: Okay, let's go. We'll go through um, – well, first of all, I just want to say the, the Westbrook stuff is fine for the contract. You're you're never going to get what you guys are expecting from him as a player. He's that bad right now. So if your thought is let's flip Lowry and Duncan um, for Westbrook, we could probably pull that off. The other thing is I think most of the other teams, if they're going to take on Westbrook, they want picks, and they probably want both of the Lakers' picks because their th- their thoughts are – as LeBron retires, the Lakers at the end of this decade are going to be horrible because they've been—they were bad before. They've been—you know—they've had a lot of these—you know—they were getting top picks. Um, they might owe it a very high pick to the Pelicans this year. So, if if you can take Russ and maybe you can get a pick off of them, and the Heat are struggling, I would do that in a second simply to get off the contracts for next year. Not because I think Russ will do anything for this team. I'm not—I don't nothing. Kyrie in Brooklyn right now that Brooklyn starting lineup is the worst lineup in basketball. It's obviously a very small sample, but having two non-shooters in Simmons and Cla- and Claxon uh, is bad. They are very, very, very bad. Um, and I don't know if that's going to get a lot better. So could you call up and ask them? Sure. I don't know how tied to the team Kyrie and KD are. Obviously I think they would have signed Kyrie to an extension if they wanted him. So he's probably available. I just don't know when that trade is going to go down. And I don't know what we have right now that they'd really want. I guess a pick, and um, it would be Lowry and one other salary to make that work. I would do it for the year. You know, you guys know I also don't trust Kyrie, but I'd take the risk if that's something they wanted to do, and it's one year, and if it goes badly, it goes badly, and you took a risk, and I'm fine with risk-taking. The other guys and the things I'm more open for, um, I like Mo Bamba. He were interested in, um, interested in Mo Bamba in the offseason. And, um, I like him, you know, he wouldn't come here for the, uh, for the 6 million. Um, but, uh, but he's got his, he got paid in Orlando and they hate him there. So I think, um, I think he's on the way out and also, um, sorry, it's a little background noise. Um, okay. So also, um. PJ Washington. I like a lot. That would make sense to the Hornets. I like Kuzma on the wizards. I like Rui on the wizards. Um, Any of those guys would help the heat out. They're all restricted free agents too. So if you made the move and you um, and you wanted to get those guys in and see what they could do next year too. And you know, even if you couldn't, let's say you got a guy and you couldn't resign them. There's a, you could, you could move them. You could do something else. Like those guys help you a lot now. And in the future, I like moves like that. If you're going to be using a pick, the other thing I want to talk about, and it's something that isn't mentioned that often, is Duncan's contract is not good. However, bad teams that are tanking are more likely to probably take on that contract because it's not going to affect them as much. It affects the Heat because he's making $18 million and they need someone else to take that role. A team like the Hornets, a team like the Magic, um, there are teams that can take on Duncan and it wouldn't be that big of a deal. A team like Utah, um, if there's a guy from Utah that you like. If you like a Jordan Clarkson, if you like, I don't think they're trading marketing anymore, but he looks great. Um, even if you did it for Kelly Olynyk, who I don't love, but again, like Ant was talking before, getting those expiring contracts will be big, um, just to have some flexibility and anything like that makes this team better because even if it doesn't push them over the top, they've opened up some of this cap clutter for next season. And that's what we need. We need to, we got, I t- we talked about this before. We got five guys making $150 million next year. That sucks. And they're not getting any younger. And we got to make a move to do that. So anybody like that, you know, I know Harrison Barnes has a similar thing. I just don't know if the Kings are willing to move him. Like all any of those guys make sense to me in terms of when it can happen. December 15th is when anyone who's a free agent can is now available around the league. So that would be a day he'd are ready to move on from Duncan. January 15th is when he can move. Deadman could move Depot and those salaries and maybe one of their salary together could bring back another decent guy. And that's what I would do. I would say you need two trades at least, one involving um, one involving Duncan around December, mid-December. Hopefully we can get a nice Christmas Hanukkah gift or whatever else you guys celebrate. That would be awesome. Um, and then something in January, and we can get rid of uh, Deadman and never see him again. So that's kind of where I'm
0: at with external moves. I'm with you, Harry. I think multiple uh, moves need to be made. George, you want to jump in? Go ahead.
2: I just want to chime in on something real quickly as well. I, I I know we've given some some you know some little like sort of criticisms to the front office at the moment, but we got to remember they're not they're they're not oblivious. They're not blind to see what's happening. They're, they're the smartest people for the job. That's why they're in the job at the moment. Um, I feel like they they realize what what's going wrong. They re, they they would have to realize what's going wrong. And I I don't know if they see it at the magnitude of which we see. I'm um, not saying that we're right or they're wrong. I'm not saying anything like that. I'm, I'm not saying I'm better than them. Um, I'm just a guy talking on a computer seventeen thousand miles away. but they can see the problems. they know what can be done to fix it. So I still have faith in this team as a whole to make the right choices moving forward. Um, so come January, I fully expect us to to position ourselves or pivot to a better position than we are now. We can't get worse. let's be let's be honest here. We cannot get worse. any uh, you know not, I'm not saying any move, not, let's not claim. You know, O.J. Mayo from, from waivers. or let's not get Michael Beasley back on the team. I'm just saying, like, let's just figure out a way to which we can make this team serviceable, Um, you know, to, to help out players like Bam, Lowry, and, and so Bam, Tyler, and, and Jimmy. Because the spine is strong. Those three players are incredibly talented players, and all you need to do is surround them with the correct players. And if you can position yourself like that, I still don't – I don't believe that the, the window's closed completely. I feel like it can be salvaged, but at the same time, if if we are not able to get those points, uh, to get those players to to really fill the positions and the needs that we that we have, um, I don't object to the to the idea of of pivoting to a different extreme, the whole other direction. But I'm not going to get into that now because that's just asinine thinking.
0: I'm with you guys though. I think multiple moves are going to have to be made to try to salvage this season or if it's even salvageable. Again, I I think it obviously is with four games remaining. Harry talked about the key important dates in December and January, but those dates are important because the heat went all in on this core without any insurance plans. But you guys need to make sure that you do have your insurance plans with the primary sponsor of the basement, Simple Health Advisors. Insurance does not need to be complicated. You guys got to email them or give them a call today and tell them that the basement send you email our guy at James Poe at simple health or call the number three, two, one, three, four, five, seven, seven, three, eight. One more time. Three, two, one, three, four, five, seven, seven, three, eight. Tell them that the basement sent you final topic of today. Fellas is this West coast trip. We've got it coming up. Obviously the heat have had a st- tough start to the season, but the worst news is that all these games were at home and now we get to stay up late. Watch them play the Kings. Watch them play the Trailblazers. Watch them play the Warriors uh, twice coming up here. I'm going to go around the horn here quickly because we're coming up on 50 minutes. What do you guys expect on this uh, West Coast trip? What's your record prediction? Where do you guys think the Heat stand when they come back home? And I'll go with you first.
1: Well, we got three games out here on the West Coast. Portland, Golden State, and Sacramento, like you said. I hope we're all in agreement that they're going to lose in Sacramento because if we're not, that means that you haven't tuned into Heat basketball once over the last four or five seasons so that's an automatic l there golden state obviously very tough matchup and man i guess portland is undefeated so them as well you're looking 0-3 on this uh <laughs> west coast road trip right in the face uh so yeah let's go ahead and go with that but i will say for something positive tyler Heros probably going to tear up those uh those pretty small backcourt specifically the next game with simons and lillard so look for big games against him i'm definitely going to take the over and the heat will be 0-3, but I'll win some money because I'm betting against Larry
0: and I'll bet the over on hero. George, I'll go to you. Uh, what's your thoughts on the West Coast trip coming up? Where do you think we stand after these next three games?
2: It's looking more bleak <laughs> every second I look at it as well. Because the look reversing a trailblazer scene that has not been beaten yet. We're reversing the um the rainy champions in in Golden State and Sacramento has the single. Most uh what's the word I'm looking for? Uh deceiving record of all. I know they're 0 3, but they've, they 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 lost the games against the undefeated Portland Trailblazers, the Clippers, who are still one of the best teams when healthy, uh by two points, and they lost to the Warriors. Uh they lost to the Warriors by five, and they still scored 125 points against them. So it's deceiving. Um the the team cannot improve. In that short, such, that short span of time, I feel like it's going to be a 0-3. Oh, I, I still feel like we'll pick up a win somewhere. I feel like we might win next game against the Trailblazers. God God, giving us strength. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, look, I, I feel like it's it's the same as last time. I said to myself, um, I felt like we were going to win 2-2, two two, but I thought we'd go 3-1. and one. This is the exact opposite of thinking we're going to go my 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 head's telling me 0 oh three. My heart's telling me one and one and two. So we'll see what what's happening with there.
0: Harry, what are you thinking after this three game West Coast trip? What do the Heat stand after?
2: Um, yeah, I mean two and one would be awesome.
3: I, I just I think I think it's gonna be one game, and I know Ant went on this long sh- uh, spiel about um, the Kings game not happening. I really think that's the only game they can win. Um, Portland's hot. Warriors are really 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 good. Um. Think the Kings is really the winnable game, so I'll say one and two. Um oh and three would not shock me, which is bad. Um but yeah and it they could they could do something stupid and win at the Warriors or something, but I think it's one and two and um I think we come back what would that be? We'd come back uh two and five with that with some tough games at home. So whatever man, this is really <laughs> this is a bad start. One and two and we'll see what happens. I hope I'm right or hope I'm wrong and it's better.
0: Um, I'm with you, Harry, and George. I think they probably get one win. Um, Would not surprise me at all if they go 0 3, obviously. I actually think the Portland game gives them the best shot. I think Tyler, you were talking about it, Ant could go for like 30 plus that game, have a great game, actually show up in the fourth quarter because of the coverages that he'll see and the dudes defending him. Um, So I think they could squeak out a win there. I I cannot say that the Heat are going to beat the Kings. I just can't do it. I've seen it too many times. Uh, But it would be very, it it would be such the Heat thing to do to lose the other two, uh, but then all of a sudden beat Golden State. Like, wouldn't it just be so heat to like, oh, well, no, Kings gave us the work. Uh, Simmons, Lillard, give our backcourt the work. But we just like squeak out a Jimmy Butler masterclass against Golden State to keep the hope alive. Um, That's going to do it for us. We've reached 50 minutes here. We will see y'all next week after this uh, West Coast trip. Hopefully, this heat team looks a little bit better. I'll leave y'all with what LJ, our guy, always says at the end of these episodes. He just got married. Congrats to him. Take care. Be good people. Need a stop and a rebound. For you. For three.
2: Oh, my. That was the Random Scrub Heat podcast.